0: I heard many of you had some medical questions, and after the third session, if people want to hang around, if they want to write out their questions on a piece of paper, I would be happy to answer them. Also, I work with HeartWise Ministries, and we have 40 or 50 physicians that are happy to answer people's medical questions in general for free we can't really, you know, prescribe and do things, but we can say in general, you might want to consider. These are some things that might help you t- check with your physician. We can sort of steer people in the right direction if they have questions. A lot of the questions that have come into our website recently have been about relationships. You know, not so much physical problems, but relationships. People having problems with 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 relationships, and that's one thing we're going to try to beef up on is is relationships. But as so our group at Heartwise, we, we we for years we just did television and radio and media and blogs and and then we decided we wanted to do something more. So we ventured into the food industry and we we partnered with Colin Campbell and in helping him in the plant pure nation endeavors. But then we wanted to come up with a Bible study and something that would really take the next step and I have, you know, I work with um, Hans Deal and some of those other guys that are are pioneers, um, Esselstyn and the the pioneers in this, and I realized that what they did is really good stuff, but for most of my patients, it was too hard, okay? I had to come something that would meet them at a different level, one step at a time, and, and really, that's where a lot of people live. We had to make something that was inexpensive, you know, this Bible study cost about what uh, Beth 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 Morris cost, which is twenty dollars, and something that people could do at home and in small groups, because that's where the relationships improve in small groups. So that's where we come up with biblical prescriptions, small study guide, and what it looks like is it's a twenty-minute video that that we give on a different topic, and then you have a, a group leader that leads in a group, and he talks about what we talked about that subject, and then you, you go through. Each day it gives you things to do, wrapping up, it gives you a lesson, and it it shows how the physical and the spiritual are needed for each other. For instance, the better our physical life is, we're going to learn the better our brain is and the better we can worship. And the better we can worship, the more power that gives to improve our physical life. So physical and spiritual is really interrelated. And we've had a church in Florida that's um, done this. And they started off with doing it with just their own church. And I went down there and helped them launch it. Our very first one actually happened in March of this year down in Florida. And they did it. And they had, out of, they had 100 people that did it from their church. And there were 10 small groups. And, and on, the, on a website, we have biblicalprescriptionsforlife.org. And it's a turnkey website. Everything there is downloadable. Um, there's blogs, there's TV spots, there's radio spots, there's leader guides. There's anything you would want to know about how to conduct this is on our biblicalprescriptionsforlife.com website. So it's easy to do. I can't go to all of these places, but for some small churches, they they just show a video like this. We filmed this video before. They show it, and then they launch it that way. Um, But what it looks like is someone comes, and, and in their church what it looked like is they did it, for 100 people, and then those 100 people really got excited. Uh, most, a lot of them got off medicines. They lost a lot of weight. They felt better. But, you know, the thing that helped them most is they felt like they had a tool that they could help their community. That's what they did the most, and this was in Avon Park. They felt like they had a tool that could help their community. So then they were, they were empowered, and they went out, and each of them asked one or two friends, would you come to my house and do the Bible study?" And they have, and now they're seeing. And then the last, the last week, we talk about the physiology of worship and how worship in itself changes our physiology and DNA. And we give the science behind that and try to teach people how to worship to improve their health. And then after that seventh video hopefully the rapport is there and they can say, listen, you know, you saw we we've, we've worshiped together for seven weeks. We've improved our health. There's things where they can text each other and app each other and diary and all this stuff. And then, you know, they ask them to come and worship with them and they say yes. So that's a way that that church is growing themselves. I did this um, two weeks ago um, at um, um, Westmore Church of God and they had 1,500 people that came in a seminar like this and of those 1,500, 500 of them are now doing Bible studies. And they're now in week three. So what they want to do with this study is when they finish, the pastor there wants to take it to his entire denomination to use. To, 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 but we don't care who, who's, whose it is. They can write the forward whatever. They can print it up themselves. We just want to get this information out to people. So they're going to do it to their denomination. I think they had 6 million people in their denomination that they're talking about if it's successful. Now, if it doesn't work for them, why do it? But so far over this year, it's been working for people. And it is based on relationships, getting together, moving one step at a time, not feeling overwhelmed. But you'll see how the spiritual is is the key to making physical changes. Because once you have that physical um, change being made, it's God giving you the power to make that change. And when you see God working in your life, then that really gets you excited about doing something else. And you you know, God does care. You know, he helped me drink more water this week. You know, he really did help me go to bed 30 minutes earlier. You know, he helped me get outside and take 10 deep breaths a day. He helped me get up from my computer screen and walk around the room every hour. You know, he really wants me to be healthy. And, 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 and as you go back and forth, it just empowers you. So in this second session, Um, I want to give you specific things that you can leave here. And even if you don't take the Bible study and don't do it, and you can order this online, even if you don't do this, I want to give you three or four things you can do today to change the chemistry of the entire body that you can take home. And these are biblical prescriptions for life. What we've gone is I've researched it, got the evidence behind it. I'm going to present it to you and tell you how you can make some simple steps in your life today that you can improve the chemistry of every cell of your body. So a biblical prescription for life is just incorporating God's word into our life and practicing these things in an active way, just like you might take a pill. A pill you take every day, it changes everything. A biblical prescription for life also changes every cell. It's something we have to do on a regular basis to enjoy the benefits. And a lot of it helps decrease the stress that we talked about in the first lecture. The first biblical prescription, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give to drink my chosen people. Water is a biblical prescription for life. And, you know, we talk about water. We also talk about living water, but God made our bodies 70 to 80% water for a reason. And I can't underestimate the importance of just drinking enough fluids every day in our body. So drinking water is a biblical prescription for life. Um, Ted was a bicyclist that I ran into about three years ago. He was riding a bicycle from Calhoun, Georgia, to, Ten- to Cleveland, Tennessee, on the back roads. And he picked a Sunday morning to do this ride and he left, and, he, and this was in the July. He forgot to take his water bottles with him. And, you know, so he's riding up the road, and the worst thing that came, came to him, he picked a road that didn't have much traffic, is that his chain came off about halfway into it. And then it got really hot above 90 degrees the rest of the way, and he spent probably an hour and a half getting hot, trying to put the chain on. Finally, he got the chain on, and by then, he was dehydrated. And when you're dehydrated... You can get sick really fast. His temperature went up to about 104 degrees. He got hyperthermic. He developed the metabolic acidosis, a condition in his body called rhabdomyolysis where his muscles started breaking down. It shut down the kidneys. He was found by the side of the road, and eventually they, they took him to the hospital, and he was delirious. His brain stopped working. He started having seizures, and this was just from being dehydrated in someone that was pretty healthy. He was on dialysis for two or three weeks. Um, He eventually got better and left the hospital. But believe me, he understood the importance of drinking water. In our world, it seems like we drink everything else but water. You know, I see so many people focusing on different aspects of health. But water is a biblical prescription for life. Water is something that we can all improve on and making sure we drink enough of. So one of the biblical prescriptions I want to leave you here is try to drink some water. Water is a biblical. Now, let's talk about water a little bit because I want to convince you of the science behind it. The lungs are 90% water. You want to breathe better? Make sure you get enough water. The blood is 82% water. Want to have less blood clots? Drink more water. The brain is 80 to 85% water. You want to think better? Drink a little more water. Have you ever seen people wandering around in the desert? You know, they start seeing things, mirages. Well, the brain's not doing well. You ever start having brain fog? Well, at least make sure you're drinking enough water. The number one cause of fatigue in America is dehydration. It's estimated that 7 out of 10 people in America are dehydrated. The skin is 80% of the water. You want to look prettier? Quit aging? Have less wrinkles? Drink water. Muscle is 75% water, and the total body, depending on how much you're drinking, is 60 to 70% water. So a biblical prescription for life is make sure you drink some water every day. It's been estimated that 70% of all people are dehydrated, 7 out of 10. If you're dehydrated to any level, that puts stress on the body and turns on the stress chemistry I talked about. If it goes on long enough, it could create chronic disease. So water is a biblical prescription for life. Symptoms of dehydration. Well, thinking's not as sharp. Your temperature rises. Remember, water keeps our temperature where it should be. Joint pains and muscle aches. I can't tell you how many people have pains in their legs and joints, and I said, drink a little more water, they feel better. The number one cause of headaches in America, is just not drinking enough water, so water is very important. Dry mouth and chapped lips, and that's what I'm experiencing right now. So I'm going to drink some more. Chronic fatigue, dry skin. If you're constipated, well, try drinking some more water. Get get everything moving better. When people are dehydrated, their cholesterol increases. Their kidneys get worse. Abnormal metabolism, it slows down. You can have wild fluctuations in blood pressure. Heart rhythm problems when you're dehydrated because you make more adrenaline. Blood clots easier. The urine is dark in color. I'm not making this up. This was published by the NIH back in 2010. And yet, how many, well, I guess you see a few, but how many commercials do you see on TV about drinking water? We don't see that many, you know, drink soft drinks. You see that a lot. And, you know, oh, you know, this would be a good commercial. This God just gave me this in mind. I saw a TV commercial about one time. It was very interesting. And it caught my attention because this guy said he was the most interesting man in the world. And he came up and he advertised some, you know, drink. But wouldn't it be the most interesting man in the world? And he held up water. You know, I drink water. Wouldn't that be a great thing? And, and, he, and he said, and water is a biblical prescription for life. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a good thought. <laughs> Maybe he's not the most interesting man in the world. Um, it's a number one cause of daytime fatigue. So you're getting tired during the day, make sure you drink enough water. Mild dehydration slows your metabolism up to 3%. Want to lose weight? Drink more water. One glass of water can shut down midnight hunger. Waking up hungry tonight, try drinking more water. Eight to ten glasses of water a day can dramatically reduce joint and back pain because things are properly lubricated. The stress chemistry goes down, so you make enough, less of your inflammatory mediators, which are causing the pain to begin with. Five glasses of water can lower the rates of colon cancer, breast cancer, and bladder cancer. And a 2% drop in body waddy slows the mental process. So if you're in school, you want to make a little bit higher grade, drink some more water. Are you in school? I could tell. You're going to improve your grade if you drink more water. It's going to work for you. Well, how much water should we drink if it's a biblical prescription for life? Everyone wants to know how much. And I was in, <laughs> I was in doing a seminar once, and one lady says, well, that's not a good answer. And I said, well, you need to drink 101.4 ounces. Oh, that's a good answer. (laughs) She she didn't get to the stress lecture yet about, you know, that. But anyway, basically you should drink, if, if you're a type B person, drink till your water's clear, your urine's clear. Then you're getting enough water. If you're more of a type A person, you take your weight divided by two, and that's about how many ounces you should drink each day let's say you weigh 160 pounds, that's about 80 ounces a day as a baseline, okay? Um, A 200-pound person should drink about 100 ounces, or about five of those 20-ounce Dasani bottles, or a regular glass is about 20 ounces, depending on your glass. I carry around a 32-ouncer that I keep track of mine in, um, and I try to drink my water up front during the day to help get me hydrated, because I don't want to be going to the bathroom all night um, long. So, water is a a biblical prescription for life. And when we drink water, it changes every cell in the body for the good. So I could honestly say that water is a treatment for just about everything. Now, there are some medical conditions where you have to be careful. If your kidneys are bad, you're in heart failure, you're fluid overloaded, you have low sodium, you might want to check with your doctor. But for most people, they do, even those people have to drink some water, but water is a biblical prescription for life. Out of all the things that's doable, that's underestimated in our improvement of health, I would rather have people drinking water. Someone came up to me um, um, from it was one of the seminars afterwards and said, listen, I can't do everything. I can do one thing, okay? And he says, he says, I can either drink more water or quit eating some food. What would you choose? I go, well, that's a tough question, but I honestly think from doing this for 25 years, I would rather have you eating water and eating your candy bar than, than vice versa. So, But water is a big picture item that we sometimes take for granted and don't take seriously. Um, water and nutrition are really big items in changing the physiology, but water is a biblical prescription for life. But not only do we want to drink physical water, but we also want to plug in to our, our spiritual water, the living water. The second biblical prescription for life is found in Genesis 1, 3, and 4. And this is something that you can add if you haven't thought of it before. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw the light, and it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Light is a biblical prescription for, for life. Um, this isn't a real picture, but, but Sarah came to the office After she um, gave birth to her fourth child, at age 48, she had number four. It was a surprise. And she was really, really in the dumps. I'd been seeing her because a few years before she had a funny heart rhythm and we had done an ablation on her. And her heart rhythm was fine, but, but her, she was telling me that, well, I'm my family physician. I'm 48, and I feel, you know, ever since I had my fourth kid, I just, I just wasn't prepared. I, I'm just really depressed. I'm down. I don't feel like getting up in the morning. I don't feel like eating. I'm getting, you know, I just, I just feel terrible. And she wants to put me on an antidepressant. And the one she wanted to put her on was, um, it was Wellbutrin or one of those uh, in that family. And I said, well, I said, why don't you try doing something else first? I said, well, why don't you, Sarah, I want you to go outside for 30 minutes every day and go walking with one of your friends and see if that doesn't improve anything. And I also want you to try taking a probiotic. So Sarah did this for just two or three weeks, and guess what? She felt better. But before she did that, I checked her vitamin D level, and it was two, woefully low. She wasn't going outside. During the second part of the pregnancy, she was bed-rested. She stayed indoors. She wasn't going outside. Then when she gave birth to the baby, she still wasn't going outside. She wasn't moving at all. And guess what? She got her vitamin D levels up. Of course, we gave her a supplement for a while. And in one month, she was back to the serum we all knew. Vitamin D increased the serotonin levels in her brain. Her serotonin levels were down. That's why she had depression. That was what was stressing her body. We were made to have sunlight to trigger um, vitamin um, D. Well, why did, we, you know, why did we give a probiotic? Well, sometimes um, serotonin comes from the bowel, too. And a probiotic can help the good hormones um, take charge a little bit. But you can also do that with diet. But Sarah avoided an antidepressant, which really didn't treat the cause, but just treated a symptom. But I've seen people like Sarah being on medicines like that for years and years and years and, years and never can get off of it. But Sarah um, had a biblical prescription, and that's light is truly a biblical prescription. Um, God gave us light for a reason, but light also represents truth, and the truth that we can come from in a relationship with him. God reveals light, truths about himself, um, and one of them is that light can help improve our bodies. We're now doing studies done that there's certain wavelength of light when we're exposed to it can also penetrate into deep organs and change their metabolism. We now knew that certain rays of light can get into the liver and other organ systems and do really good things. We're now learning that some sunlight, some rays of sunlight can actually move through the, cal- the brain and actually help activate cells in our brain. So just because we haven't found out with modern medicine what sunlight does, doesn't mean it doesn't help us. And it's very logical because you think about the sun is what provides energy Um, It helps the the plants, the plants through the process of photo light synthesis makes food for us. We eat the food. Light does a lot of good things. Now, of course, the world has made light out to be an enemy, and too much light can cause sunburns, but light is a beneficial. Some of the things that we know about light, it activates the pro-hormone vitamin D. Vitamin D helps brains, bones, and blood vessels. Um, the three Bs, it improves our immune system. So if you're getting sick a lot, go outside. Years ago, around the 1900s, they used to have um, the sanitariums. And remember, one of the treatments they had was go outside because they improved their immune system with vitamin D. Nowadays, over the last 20 years, the average person spends more time inside and less time outside than they did 20 years ago. 200 years ago, people were out even a lot more. So we've changed that, and that's putting stress on our body. It also helps our sleep cycles. When we have this outside-inside, it helps our circadian rhythms. Chemicals like melatonin go up. Chemicals like adrenaline go down. Because when we're not outside and not following these rhythms that we were designed to do, it puts stress on our body. There's a reason that God made the sun come up and the sun come down. We don't understand all the physiology of light, but we're now learning that light might have direct effects on our DNA, helping it repair itself when it's mutated. Vitamin D deficiencies, how common is it? 25% of all teenagers are vitamin D deficient. So if you're a teenager, one in four of you are short on vitamin D. One in three young adults, 60% of hospitalized patients are short on vitamin D. 90% of those critically ill have low vitamin D levels. So it's very common, just like water, 70%. Vitamin D deficiencies is a very big stressor that's hurting our bodies, taking us away from original design, and it's a pro-hormone affecting every cell in the body. So what's the recommendations? Well, if you're below 70 years old, you need about 600 international units of vitamin D3 a day, over 70, about 800. Others that have a deficiency may need as much as 5,000 thousand international units a day. What I tell people is, is go outside in the sun 30 minutes three times a day. Get it active 30 minutes at least three times a week. Activate your vitamin D and have your doctor check your levels and see what it's running. See if it's low. But most people, I take about a thousand international units a day. And I don't even check my level. That's sort of what I do. So John... then Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And as we're going to learn in our next time together, light is a biblical prescription for for life, both the light that we get from the physical and the spiritual light, because as we grow spiritually, God gives us power to change our brains and changing our brains helps everything else work um, in our bodies. So now we're going to talk about nutrition, okay, a little bit. We're not going to talk a lot about nutrition because we're running short of time, but I'm going to give you sort of the big picture nutrition. If anyone wants to learn more, go down to Knoxville tomorrow. They have the Healthy Taste of Knoxville down, and they're going to have vendors down there, and thousands and thousands of people are going to be learning about nutrition. But I want to give you some basics that you can take home. So you have drink more water. Everyone can do that, right? Everyone can pay attention to that, and everyone can try to get outside more right? We can do that. That's not hard to do. And in biblical prescriptions for life, we actually ask people to time the amount that they go outside to make sure you're doing it. And we ask people to hold each other accountable for these things, these biblical prescriptions. We spend one whole week on being outside. There's a new phenomenon in health care called earthing now. Has anyone heard of earthing? That is really on the rise. But I think that earthing is really just being outside and breathing fresh air and, and moving the body parts. And then I don't know if, if, if holding a bark for five minutes or rubbing a leaf on my skin is really doing that much for me. But there's this whole thing called earthing now. But it has to do with people basically getting back outside and back to nature. So let's talk a little bit about nutrition just for a few minutes. And God said, see, I've given you the original plan um, the biblical prescription, I give you every seed which is on the face of the earth, every tree whose fruit yields seed to you shall be for food, also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and everything that creeps on the earth, which is life, I've given every green herb for food. So really, that's what God's original health plan consisted of, and as we've moved away from that, we've put things in our body that stresses our body, our body doesn't know how to handle it, and eventually it causes a problem. So the first nutritional study that I found is found in in the book of Daniel. Remember that story? Daniel moves to a foreign land, and the king says, I want to give you the king's rich food. And Daniel says, I want to take pulse and water. The pulse in the Hebrew is translated that which is grown. So Daniel eats things which is grown for a period of time. The other fellows eat the king's food. And after a short period of time, not only was his countenance better, but he was 10 times smarter. So if the other guys were walking around IQs of 120, Daniel was walking around with an IQ of 1,200. And it wasn't, and no wonder they made him second in command, because he was smarter than everyone else. But it wasn't just about the food, even though that was important. It was also about the worship. Is also about the worship. We're going to talk about that next story. So food is a biblical prescription for life. Well, I learned a lot about mine from my friend Colin Campbell. I read this book, The China Study. And in The China Study, I got very interested on what he called a whole food plant-based diet and how eating plants helped reverse um, all sorts of chronic disease, especially cancer. So I had him on my television show and picked his brain Um, we've been working with each other for quite a long time now. And um, he wrote this book, and he really questioned the food we eat. And what he really questioned, he looked at the food composition. You know, how much of each part is the food made of? And if you think of the foods of ancient civilizations, I want to give you a quiz here today. So uh, the people of the Far East, the China, they eat predominantly rice right? That's what they pretty much ate on. And they didn't develop the chronic disease we have. Rice is about 80% carbohydrates, 10 to 15% protein, 10 to 15% fat. So the Incans, people that eat potatoes, right? Just that was their base food. And that, again, it's about you know, predominantly carbohydrates, A little bit of protein, a little bit of fat. They ate that. The Incans were fine. They never developed some of these chronic diseases in what we've known about them. The Mayans, they pretty much ate corn, and the nutrient composition of these plants and grains are pretty much the same: 10 to 15 percent protein, 10 to 15 percent fat, the rest um, healthy carbohydrates. Some people call it starch, and they had lots of phytonutrients and lots of fiber. People of the Near East ate lots of grains. So we look at the nutrient composition, and then we study that people that ate this way all of a sudden had the ability, when they got fat and protein out of the body, their chronic diseases improved. So I, I started applying this to my patients for healthy diets, and they started to reverse heart disease. But other things got better as well. So I looked around to see who was doing this in the United States, and I found out that in 2007, Caldwell Esselstein wrote a book called Reversing Heart Disease. So I said, well, you know, Caldwell, let me come up there and let's talk. So he invited me up to, to Cleveland Clinic, and we worked together for a while. And sure enough, now he was pretty much an extremist, but he had all this patients that had bypasses that he was reversing disease by removing fat from the diet. Now, the people that came to him were pretty bad off. You know, they'd had three bypasses and couldn't walk across the street. But when he got the fat out of their body, they made more nitric oxide. The arteries got bigger. And every organ, not only the heart, improved. Brain function improved. um, Manhood improved. Peripheral circulation improved. Everything seemed to get better when they started to eat a whole food, plant-based diet. And it it all comes down to nutrient composition eating fiber, foods lots of fiber, um, eating lots of plants, getting the nutrient composition right. If you eat more than 15% of your calories and fat, it's stored somewhere. It's either stored in the arteries, stored in your cells. If it's stored in your cells, you get type 2 diabetes. Stored in the arteries, you get vascular disease, heart disease, brain disease. So they were really on to something. And now it's really started to take off. I think people are really interested in learning how to eat better. So when my patient comes to me, they'd eat the sad American diet, the standard American diet, which they have programmed us to eat. You know, we have to eat fast foods. Oh, you can't have, you can't, you know, if you eat this, you're going to die. You can't, you know, you can't go without your meat, your eggs, your cheese. Well, you know what? You can. You can do this. Um, But it doesn't happen all at once. It's one step at a time. You have to make, you know, some people can do it. If you're dying, the people that are dying that come to see me, they do it pretty quick. But most people, you have to sort of love them into it. So he Caldwell, it does, you know, Caldwell does not love them into it. Okay? He beats on them hard. Um, he went to school at Yale and won an Olympic medal rowing, and he's a hard nose. He says, if you don't do this, you know, you're out of my program. Well, he's only got 200 people in his program. Well, when you have 7,000 patients, you have to find something that works a little bit for everybody. So that's why I've tried to move people one step at a time towards a whole food. So last year I had the chance with Colin. We made this movie. It's on Netflix now. It was a sequel to Forks Over Knives. It's called The Plant Pure Nation. And if you want to get motivated about food, I encourage you to go to Netflix or order it on Amazon and learn a little bit about some of the great things that were, that's possible, reversing type 2 diabetes, reversing heart disease, getting off blood pressure medicines, just by getting back to the biblical diet, whole food, plant-based diet. Not necessarily vegetarian, because some vegetarians are not healthy. Not necessarily vegan, because some vegans aren't healthy. When I approach patients, I say, each person's journey to health really depends on their relationship with God. Not everyone does things the same way. And I told a person, he says, I've got to have a steak. I've got to have a steak. And I said, listen, you know, just focus on eating the vegetables and have a steak occasionally. Maybe you don't have to eat it all the time. So he did that for a while. He says, you know, now it doesn't taste so good, you know. But you meet people where they are. You love them and not judge them. And sometimes the stress that comes by not eating something can be worth them eating it. Now, I know that's hard to understand, but in working people, sometimes, you know, but you try to focus on the positive and not the negatives. And I, and I also try to introduce them to substitutes, the ones that are having a hard time. But if people do this one step at a time, it can be done. So that's a great movie that, that we said. So a whole food plant-based diet is another biblical prescription for life. So here we have biblical prescriptions for life, whether it be drinking more water, being out in the sunlight, or eating a healthy diet, it decreases the chronic stress chemistry that we talked about in in the last lesson. Now, in this biblical prescriptions for life series, it just doesn't focus on one thing. Some people in health just focus on nutrition. This focuses on everything. It focuses on, you know, the, the basics like understanding things, water, relationships, movement, being outside, mental health. But the one thing that this program does that's unique is it focuses on what we're going to talk about the next, the physiology of worship, how good health starts in worship. And as you start worshiping, God changes your brain, gives you the power to make these changes for the right reasons and to continue it. And even if you can't make any of the changes, at least when you're worshiping, you have God's grace to make up for our weaknesses. Isn't that something wonderful? So here we've had biblical prescriptions for life. They have no side effects. They can point us to the spiritual truths. And we now have the technology to prove the physiologic benefits of this. Now, why don't we have this on TV? You've heard, you've heard the commercials on um, they have some happy couple walking around saying, I'm glad I have Viagra in the pill pack now. Have you seen that commercial? That's on TV now. You know, well, and then they say all the side effects. Well, if you take this medicine, you could die. You could have this. You could have this. You could have this. You can't take it with this. You can't do it with that. It's sort of a little pretty scary. I would love to have these biblical prescriptions on TV. You know, you, know, you can have a whole food plant-based diet and it's going to reverse this to this. And guess what? It's going to have no side effects. It's going to point you to spiritual truth that's going to heal your body forever. And we have the technology to prove it. Afraid we're not going to see it. So that's number two. After we go to the break, we're going to come back and finish with the physiology of worship. If you happen to have questions, write them down and we'll answer them for those that want to stick around for an additional time period. If you have to go and do something else, that's okay. Turn it over to Pastor Dan.